Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Um, today, I'm going to talk about, not today, I actually just recorded the last podcast that you probably heard about no contact. Um, I'm going to talk about the day my life changed. Okay, my my story. And your story is going to be different, but there's going to be parts of my story, my emotional responses that is going to explain things to you, make you understand things. Um, You are going to relate to this, okay? One of the biggest issues with a narcissist is lying and secrets, okay? Sometimes the lies and secrets are smaller. Sometimes they're bigger. In my case, they were pretty ginormous. Um, so here it goes. I'm going to start at the beginning, okay? I was raised... An only child, um, very protected. I wasn't allowed to do very many things. My mother was very strict and very overprotective, as I used to call it. Um, I wouldn't call it that now, but that's what I called it back then. And for many, many years, overprotection. What she was doing was isolating me and keeping me from growing spreading my wings, um, but I called it being overprotective. Um, I was told that my parents had met in Cuba. Um, actually, I, mean, I am going to tell you the, the, the whole thing, the whole story. Uh, parent, apparently, my mother had a boyfriend when she was a teenager. Um, and... I actually, he stayed in Cuba, so I never met him, at least not that I know of. I met his sister and his sister's three kids. I know I've met several times. She was my mother's very close friend, um, was very close friends with her until the day she died. Um, She supposedly was dating that woman's brother, and... They broke up. This was the story I was told. They broke up and his grandmother got sick and his grandmother lived in Havana. Okay. My mother lived on the other side of Cuba, of Havana. Okay. So her, my mother, my grandmother went to visit this woman. I always thought that was fishy. And of course, that's not really the what happened. But they went to visit and he, my dad was a neighbor of his grandmother's, of that the guy's grandmother's. 
<laughs> right? And that's how my mother and my father met. So really, technically, she made it seem like her ex-boyfriend was the one that made them meet. Um, And then they corresponded. And I used to ask her specific questions about that because I was curious, even as an adult, full-on adult, you know, 30s and 40s. You know, so explain to me again how you and my dad kept in touch for all those years, you know. So it was, if I had thought about the timeline, I would have realized that it was all bull crap. But no, I never really calculated years, you know. If my mother was a teenager and it, it didn't, it, it, it didn't mesh up, but doesn't matter. This is the story. So they both came to the United States with visas, not illegally. My dad threw Spain and my my mother through Mexico. That is true. Okay, that is what happened. And then they met up in New York and got married. And then nine years later, I came along. So I was born in 1974, so we're talking 1965, right? That they would have come to into the U.S. and get mar- got married. Okay, um, so I was raised an only child. Um, it took her nine years to get married. My name is, Millie is my nickname. My name is Milagros. This is the first time I'm saying this, I think, on the podcast. Because I've, like many of you, been afraid of someone hearing and knowing it's me and getting in some sort of trouble. But... I'm not saying last names. I'm not saying my parents' names. It doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people in the Latin community know the name Milagros. And it means miracles. Okay? Miracles because it took her nine years to get pregnant. Um, As it turns out, that's not the reason for my name. And I've been Millie since the third grade because my reading teacher said, You're Millie. That's your nickname. She'd had a student named Milagros before. Okay. So I've been Millie forever. And that that is what I go by. If someone says Milagros, I'm like, what planet am I on? I know it's someone from my past, uh, from a long, long time ago, because no one calls me Milagros. Okay. So um, I was an only child. And... And I already said I was, you know, I went to Catholic school. My whole life was protected, overprotected. I couldn't really do much. I, you know, my mother wanted me to meet and marry someone who was exactly like me. And that's exactly what I did. And it was a disaster. All right. So I'm going to fast forward to when I was 42. At this point in my life, I had already divorced husband number one and met my real soulmate and had been married for let's see when I was 42 had been I've been married nine years almost nine years um so we were sitting watching tv it was a Wednesday night and we were just watching tv um I was not working I've had issues with severe anxiety related to work all caused by PTSD. That's another story I'm not going to get into today. Um, and we were just watching TV. And I my phone rang. And it was a number from Puerto Rico. 
Now, this is the around the time I'm 47 now, so it's five years ago. It's around the time when the spamming was really getting started really bad, and I had several spam blockers on my phone, but this phone number came through, and I was like, oh, that's a, that's wrong number. I, I, you get wrong numbers all the time. It's not a big deal. So, you know, I just, you know, didn't pick up. And um, then I hear the ding of my text. So I look at my text and the text asked if blankety blank blank was my father. And I start crying. And my husband says to me, what's the what's the matter? I said, I can't tell you what I'm thinking yet. I have to I have to be sure. At this point, I'm not really sure if I had said I, I probably had said oh, it's a wrong number, it's Puerto Rico. Um, but I already told you that I'm from Cuba. My parents are from Cuba. I was born in New York, but my parents are from Cuba. Um the minute that I saw that first text, I knew what the end of the text conversation was going to be. I asked this person several questions like where were my parents married? Where was I born? He got every question right. And my last question was how are you related to me? And he said, "I you're my sister." So I had a brother all of a sudden. Now, the reason I cried when I when that first text came in was because I had suspicions for years that I had a brother somewhere. I don't know why. I can't explain it. We're empathic, so somehow I just felt it. I the stories didn't make sense of my dad's past. Um, and I just knew it. I knew it. And, and that's why I was crying because I knew that this was my brother immediately. Um, as a matter of fact, maybe a month or two before I had really, it was jokingly that I had asked my mother at her house in her lanai back, backyard area. Do I have a brother somewhere? Does my dad have a son I don't know about? And she looked at me in the eyes and said, are you crazy? No. She said, you're crazy. That's how she said it. She didn't say, are you crazy? She told me I was crazy. And that's that. That's, that's, that's it. And I was 100% correct. The story doesn't end there. I didn't just have a brother. I had three brothers. The one who called me had another brother, had a brother who was a full brother of his, who was my dad and his, their mother's kid. So it was, my dad was married before, okay? Um, and he was married to this woman and he had two kids with her. And 
he abandoned them because I didn't know anything about them and I was 42 years old. Um, there was a third brother, is a third brother. Actually, right now I don't know. I'm trying to find out if there still is or isn't. He's not, um, he's not answering calls. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, there's a third brother, um, from before those two brothers. He came with, no, he didn't. My dad came from Cuba through Spain with his wife, wife number one. Then my brother came a year later. Okay, so that's brother number one, if you can keep track. Brother number one came, came, came through Spain. Brothers number two and three were born here with wife number two of my dad's. I don't know if that makes sense. If you guys need a chart, I'll draw one up for you. <laughs> Put it on Instagram. I've done that before when it gets confusing. Now, I didn't know any of this immediately. All I knew was that I had three brothers, right? He told me him and his brother that were full brothers, both my dad's kids, and then that there was another one that they didn't know where he was either. They didn't, they had no con. they never met him. So, of course, I made it my purpose in life to find my eldest brother, and I found him. And the the crazy thing is, I found him the first try that I tried looking for him. I just didn't know that that was the correct information. It took a year and a half to finally, like, give that number a shot, and it was the right number. I could have killed, you know, like, I've, that was the first phone number I got when I did the search. I just didn't think it could be that easy, but it is. I mean, that's how they found me, right? That's how my brothers found me. They did an internet search and found my father. And actually, the other brother, the brother that, of the one that called me, the full brother, he called my dad's house because he's the one that really wanted contact. Um, he called my parents' house and my mother picked up. And when he introduced himself and said, can I speak to my father? My mother hung up on him. Didn't even say a word, just hung up on him as it turns out. Okay, so all of this happened. Guys, I can only tell you that my life was completely shattered that day it was like I can't even explain it it's like looking at one of those YouTube videos where they um they tear down a building right that's that was my life it was torn away it was everything I knew had just fallen to the floor because my life was not my life anymore. It it was something different. Something I didn't know yet. All I knew is I had brothers. That's all I knew. I call my mother and I tell her, and I'm crying, and I tell her, I just spoke to a man from, who lives in Puerto Rico, and now it's just coincidental that he happens to live in Puerto Rico. Um, they're, they're actually from Bolivia. His, his mother's Bolivian, right? So that's, I'll explain that in a minute. But, 
um, I spoke a man to a man who called me from Puerto Rico, who told me that he's my brother, and that I have two other brothers. At first, my mother tried to lie. She tried to hide it. And she, and then she said to me, so what do you know? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. You tell me the story. Why should I, I you know, my in my brain, I was like, why should I tell her what I know? So she can just keep it at that. No, no, she has to tell me everything. So her attitude on the phone was disgusting. She acted as if I was somehow to blame when in the entire family, I was the only one who didn't know. And that includes my SOB of a cousin. Okay. Not only did he know, he was involved, very involved. And I'm not saying he should have told me. He shouldn't have been such a jerk my entire life. And he should have been more... You know, telling my mother and my father that they should tell me the truth. Because he knew more about the internet than my parents understood. And he he knew that this was going to happen. It's almost like he was hoping it happened so I'd be hurt. So anyway. um, So I'm talking to my mother and her attitude is, well, just... Just so you know, your father had two other wives before me. I mean, her attitude and the way she was talking to me was like it was somehow my fault that I didn't know. I don't know. It was just she was not taking responsibility for I freaking lied to you your whole life. And it was my doing. And I'll explain that too. So... She explains to me that my father had been married twice before her. When I thought, you know, the Virgin Mary image of her and that that was the only man in her life because that's what she told me. When it turns out the boyfriend that I mentioned before, she married him too. Now, does she have... What that marriage was, I'm not sure. And I'll never know the truth. I'll never know the truth about that. But she was married in Cuba before my dad, too. So all I'm going to say is in that time period, she was 28 years old when she left Cuba, not 22 like she had told me. Um, She would have been married and had children. That's my suspicion. Okay? So she's talking to me in this way that is accusatory to me, who was the only innocent person, right, in the, in the immediate family, who didn't know, okay? I didn't know. I had brothers. My whole life just went down the toilet or so it felt like. I felt like I was supposed to be someone different. I can't even explain to you guys the situation I was in at, right afterwards because I was like, I want them in my life. I don't want them in my life. It took me months before I figured out, okay, calm down and therapy. Calm down. 
you have to just see what happens, right? Because I went from blocking their phone numbers to unblocking them to trying to talk to them to not talking to them. It was so confusing. I didn't know what to do. Okay. So how is this the way that I found out my mother was a narcissist? Well, I'll tell you. This wasn't exactly the first time I thought something was wrong with my mother. Really, I thought something was wrong with me. I Googled years before. I Googled, why can't I get along with my mother and I'm an adult, right? I'm an adult daughter and I can't get along with my mother. And the word narcissistic mother came up over and over again in the search. And I click on one of them and I look at the traits and I remember thinking, yep, my mother lacks empathy for sure, but I wasn't really sure what that meant. Um, yeah, she's entitled. Yeah, she does this. Yeah, she does that. I went through the traits myself. But at the end of it, I did what a lot of you have done. Most of you, every single one of you, is I couldn't, I wasn't ready to accept that my mother was a narcissist. I just wasn't ready. That seemed like such a scary word. Well, when this happened, I had no choice, guys. I had no choice. It was put in front of me, laid in front of me, that something was very wrong with my family, right? With her, with my father. When they hid three brothers from me, okay? Now, I did tell you, I ended up meeting not the one who called me. I still haven't met him in person, and he's the one that I have the best relationship with. I met the one that, his full brother, because he lives here in Florida, and I was able to go and meet him. Like three weeks after this happened. Very strange situation. <laughs> um, he, I didn't see the resemblance to my dad. He's like, he's not very tall. He's got the grayish hair. He's got the, he looks like my dad in certain ways. But like in the face, he certainly is not Cuban. Or is not my dad, is what I should say. He's not my dad. The other one's face, because I've seen pictures, totally my dad, right? But he's taller. If I would have met him when I was younger, um, a situation that my parents should have thought of, I would have thought he was so cute because I've seen pictures of him young and he was a very cute guy as a young guy. He's a few years older than me, so nothing would have happened anyway. But yeah, I mean, my parents never thought that I could meet one of them, especially since when I was 12, we moved to the neighborhood where all of this happened. There's more to the story. There's a lot more. And I, wa and I want to tell you guys, because these are the things that made me see my mother's toxicity. So, you know... It wasn't like my dad divorced his wife and then met my mother. My mother was friends with his wife. My mother, and I get some satisfaction out of this because my mother always looked to everyone as being perfect. Um, she, my mother's a homewrecker. There's no other way of putting that. I'm sorry 
if, you know, it sounds terrible, but it's the truth. My mother was friends with his mother. And yes, that is the truth. Okay, it is true. How do I know it's true? Because she used to talk about her. I knew that she knew this woman, but the woman was not a part of history of of me, of mine, until that day. So I'd heard the woman's name before, but not my brother's or anything like that, or that my dad was married to her. Literally, according to my brother, my dad had an, a fight with his wife. I don't know the details. What he said may or may not be true. And he went across the street to my mother because they lived across the street from each other when this happened. My mother lived in the building directly across the street from the building my dad lived in. And I ended up living just a few blocks away from all of that later on in life with him not having any fear. So I'm assuming he knew that my brothers lived in in South America. They lived in Bolivia for a few years and then they moved to Brazil because their mother met a man who actually just died recently of COVID. Um, met a man in Brazil and who is Brazilian, so they moved to Brazil. So they speak Portuguese, Spanish with a Bolivian accent, and some English. Um, actually, the one that lives here in Florida speaks much better English. His English is pretty good. Um, so that still doesn't explain why the lie, right? All right, so here's my my take on it, but it's not just my take. This is exactly what narcissists do. My dad abandoned three kids. That is that is something that up until recently I didn't really accept. Um, I'm just kid number four that has been abandoned by him, right? This is what he does. He leaves people behind, and I know that my my cousin, my distant cousin, doesn't understand that, but that's this is what he does. He leaves people behind. Um because that's what he does. Alright? He abandoned three kids, never spoke to them again. As far as I know, there was some uh child support that he paid for the two the two younger ones the older one just never saw his dad again and I'm not going to tell you the story I did meet the older one um I found him exactly two weeks before we were going to surprise my husband's sister who lives in Connecticut and he lived in Massachusetts or lives and we met him he was actually there at the airport when we got off the plane I had a suspicion he might do that now, talk about looking like my father. He's the one who looks like my father, right? He's the one that I would have picked out of a crowd and gone, that's my brother, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> so why why the lie? Why, why lie about all this? Um, all I can tell you is I was born in Brooklyn, and when I was three months old... There was a decision made to move to Queens. Okay. Now, if any of you or I, I know some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> All right. So Brooklyn and Queens are both part of New York City. Right. They're boroughs. Counties. Okay. What we call, you know, what most of the rest of the country calls counties. 
But back in 1974-75, you moved two streets over and you disappeared. Especially in New York City with so many people. Because there was no way to really find someone. How do you find someone? I remember as a child having the white pages uh, for any of you that are younger. (laughs) White pages was... um, it's still called White Pages. It's just whitepages.com now. It, you know, it's where you look people up to see what their phone number is. It, it was in alphabetical order and it was by city, right? So whatever city you were in, you would get those white pages every year. Now, my parents paid extra to not be listed. And I never knew why, but I just accepted it. We were private. You know, it was private. We were never listed. Um, now I know why. They never wanted to be found. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of shame there, of course. On my, mom, on my mom's part, there was a lot of shame. Um, therefore, she had to lie and hide and be this person that she really wasn't. Okay. Um have a facade and that's part of narcissism right is having this fake persona and her fake persona was the virgin mary her true persona was i'm a person who's who will meet a man who's married and take him away that's the true person um now to be completely honest if i had known the story i'm okay with the story I'm not okay with my mother breaking up a marriage. I don't think I'll ever be okay with that. Because I've always been a person, she never told me this, who even as a teenager, if a guy had a girlfriend, if I knew about it, he was off limits. Even if I didn't know the girl, even if the girl, you know. I did date someone that had a girlfriend, but because he lied to me, this was a toxic person. He lied to me. He told me that they had broken up. Um, And it was very short-lived and, you know, what can I say? Stupid mistake when I was 18, right? 18 years old. Um, My mother was a full-grown woman. She was in her 30s and this is what happened. So she didn't tell me everything. She told me my my dad was married twice before. You know, she, she pointed the finger at my dad. It's his doing. It's his fault. He's the one who did it. I'm innocent in all of this until I started, well, really my husband who literally picked me up off the floor the morning after. I didn't sleep that night at all. And my husband was the one who said, wait a minute, your mom and your dad have always said they've been, they were married nine years, but your brothers are this and this age. How is that possible? Did your dad cheat on your mom? What was going on? That's when I started to put two and two together and ask him more questions, not with my mother, because she wasn't going to tell me the truth. She never did tell me everything. I'll never know everything, because she died in September. So with her went a lot of secrets, and people who do know the truth won't tell me either, because they have kept it for many years. The thing with a dysfunctional family is that the secrets that exist will always exist. Those secrets will never come out 
because everyone is willing to keep the secret. Now, there are people I know that my mother kept the secret from as well who didn't didn't believe me and don't believe me. And that's that's just, it is what it is, right? That's why I don't have much contact, all right, with people because they, it, it, these are real people. They're in my life. These three men who were my brothers and my dad abandoned, never spoke to again. He was given the opportunity and he chose not to. He didn't, he didn't talk to my brothers. He still hasn't. Okay. And I know this for a fact. I just spoke to my brother the other day. Okay. I actually spoke to the two of them the other day. They haven't spoken to my dad. My dad has no intention of ever talking to any one of us again. My dad's made a lot of mistakes. My mom manipulated everything. You know what the saddest part is? That I exist so that my mom could keep my dad? That's the best way I could put it. I'm alive as a tool to manipulate my dad. That's why I exist. Now, that doesn't mean that I think I don't belong on this planet. I absolutely do. I know that I was meant to be here because I'm the scapegoat. I'm the whistleblower. I'm the one that's helping other people understand the process of, you know, this narcissistic mother situation, right? I'm here to help others. So I know that I was put here on this earth for a good purpose. I just don't like knowing that that was the reason, right? That it was because she wanted to control my dad, which if she had looked back, she should have known, well, he doesn't care if there's kids. He left three of them, right? I had no contact with them. So, but I had to admit at this point that there was something very wrong with my parents, but especially my mom. I knew from living in that household and seeing that she controlled everything, that what she said went, whether it was a good idea or not, that she controlled me, that she abused me, okay? That she used her supposed heart problem to make me think she was going to die when I was a child, And she died in September. I'm 47 years old. Well, I was almost 47. I was just going to turn 47. She's such a great person. She died two weeks before my birthday. Exactly two weeks before. And and a week and a few days before hers. Because her birthday's three days before mine. Um, Of course, she didn't control the day she died. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, of course, that's how it would happen. Um, this is a person who I had to admit to myself at this point that she was toxic. And that's not even when I went full no contact. I went low contact at this point. I was talking to her sporadically. She was being very um, 
cold towards me because for some reason, even though I had no idea, I had brothers, I was the only one who didn't know. I felt like it was a conspiracy against me, right? Even with talking to my therapist, that's how she put it. You know, it's like a conspiracy. My The people I grew up with, my aunt and my uncle, my cousin, they all knew everything. And they looked at me every goddamn day for a while because I, excuse my language, I lived in the same building as they did. And no one ever thought that maybe I should be aware of this, uh, uh, of my brothers, of, of the truth. Um, so my life changed. But that's not the day I went no contact. I went no contact the day, um, a few days after Hurricane Irma that passed here in Florida. Because where I lived, unfortunately, we didn't have power for 10 days. And my parents had power. And my mother did one of her things where I would call and my dad would say, she's taking a shower. Whenever she didn't want to talk to me, she was taking a shower. She took more showers than anyone else I knew. And I said to him, do you guys have power yet? Because it had been like three days. And he goes, yeah, we got power last night. So he didn't, they purposely didn't tell me they had power. Purposely, because of this, and I'll do another podcast. I don't know if that's enough for another podcast, but I decided that I was not going to spend the hurricane in their house. I wasn't going to lock myself in a house with two people that I knew were toxic. I was confused about who they were, what they were, what was going on. I wasn't going to lock myself in a in a house with them. But it was expected of me because I'm Cuban. And that's what you do. And I chose my own path with my immediate family. My husband, my daughter, and my two cats at the time, right? We did our own thing. So the punishment was, well, we have power. She doesn't. We're not going to tell her. And guess what happened? I couldn't take it anymore. At that point, I had pretty much a nervous breakdown. We ended up in a hotel. Luckily, there was one room when we walked into the hotel. And we spent six days in a hotel because of my parents. Because of my mother. That's what made me go no contact. September. In September of 2017. Because of this hurricane. And what they did. I, What else can I say that she wanted me to die? Because it was 100 degrees in this house. It was 100 degrees. All right. Well, I've said way more than I wanted to. I hope that this gives you guys a clear understanding of why I've been so passionate about this whole narcissistic mother thing. And... I hope it's helped you in some way, and until next time.